everybody. This is Eric Stark with Radio Arizona RV, and today's episode is number 73, and it's going to be about RV power cords and adapters. Now you're thinking, well, what are we talking about that for? Isn't that pretty basic? No, it's actually kind of complex. I get questions on it every day, and there's a lot of confusion out there. It's because people are confusing RVers. And sometimes an RVer doesn't know what they really have, what kind of service they have. So we're going to break this down a little bit. And I've also done a video, which will be on YouTube as well, if it's not on YouTube already. And I'll have a link in this podcast so you can check that out. Now I want to welcome everybody to the show. This is Eric Stark with Radio Arizona RV, your best RV podcast. And yes, you can type that in and that will take you to a website, yourbestrvpodcast.com. Said last time, I'm going to be changing the name, changing looks. I'm doing some changes here. It's not happening overnight, but it will start to come slowly but surely. A lot to do when you're changing the, the brand of a or the look of a website. Radio Arizona RV just doesn't fit anymore. We're not in Arizona. So it just doesn't have the, ah, it just doesn't work for me. So we're going to make the change. It's going to be slow, though. So you'll be able to keep up with it, right? If you go to the website, which I hope you are going from time to time. So this podcast is not just for the do-it-yourselfer. This podcast is for anybody who owns an RV who wants to learn a little bit more about how things work, how systems work, what systems are on an RV. And if not anything else, you're a little bit more knowledgeable if when you go to an RV store to buy parts and accessories or if you need to have a repair. So it's definitely going to help. So as I said, this is episode number 73. And it's about RV power cords and adapters. So we're talking about 110 and 220 volts here. Now, don't forget to share this episode with your fellow RVers, your friends. You know, you can put links to it on forums if they're talking about this kind of stuff. You know, you can put links everywhere if you have a Facebook page. So share it. That's basically what I'm saying. Share it with others. Let other people have some of this knowledge that you're gaining. And if you have any questions about an episode, you can contact me at RadioArizonaRV.com. Just use the Contact Us page. And I'll get that email and I respond to every email and sometimes a little faster with some, a little slower than others. Like I got one in my inbox right now that I haven't responded to because I'm still thinking about it. It's about washing machines. So I'm going to do an episode on it, but I've got to do a little more research here because I'm trying to understand the email. Might even call the person and ask a few more questions to see what they exactly are looking for. Point is, I answer all my emails and you can even call the store. I answer the phone. So if you need help with something, let me know. Now, for those of you who haven't listened to the show before, I do have a brick-and-mortar retail store in Victor, Montana, which is going to be changing soon. We're going to be moving to Hamilton, Montana, which is stone's throw away. We bought some property. We're going to be moving to a bigger location, more room to move and do things. So I'm excited about that. That'll be happening over the next couple of months. Hopefully, I'll be able to keep the podcast coming out as regular as I am now. Hopefully, it won't get worse. And also, I have websites, rvpartcenter.com and sunpromfg.com, and I don't sell everything I talk about on the websites for one reason or another. There's always little things that kind of change the way I do stuff. So, you know, that's the way it is. But anyways, if I'm talking about a product, you don't see it on the website, just call me. If I sell it, sometimes I have stuff in the store that I don't sell online, you know, just because I haven't got it on the website yet. But just call me if you have a question about it, where you can get it, and I will help you with that. And quite often, I do sell what I talk about, just maybe not on the websites. Now let's get into this episode. This is episode number 73. We're talking about power cords and adapters. Actually, I'm going to take that back for a moment. I need to go into an update from 
a previous episode. I think it was 71. It was about trailer chassis. And one of the things I said in there or talked about was using the Zerk fittings on the axles. And it might have been misunderstood that I was saying if you use that Zerk fitting to, you know, pump grease into the wheel bearings, that you don't have to ever repack your wheel bearings. If you got that, if you miss, if you, that's the way you understood it. That's not correct. You still have to take the wheel bearings out, repack them from time to time and inspect them. You know, I recommend 10,000 miles. Don't use that as a way to, you know, thinking you're not going to have to repack your wheel bearings physically. You still have to take the bearings out, repack them and inspect them. So don't use that as that never ending maintenance. You know, I just pump grease in there. That's what Eric said. That's not what Eric said, but some might have understood it that way. So I just want to make sure you understand that. That you can't do that. You still have to inspect them. And some, if you tell a shop that, well, I don't ever do that because I just use the Zerk fittings, a good shop would tell you you're crazy. You can't do that. It's just for, well, it has its purpose. You know, I said, I, when I moved up here from Montana, I knew the grease in my wheel bearings was good because I just repacked them and they had maybe 2,000 miles on them, but they had years sitting there. So I just put some more grease in there and I made sure it didn't go out the grease seals or anything like that. So I was very cautious. Now, if I were to go on another trip, I would take it apart and repack them because it has been years. The miles aren't much, but I would just do it just for my own self-satisfaction, make sure that it's good in my mind before I head out on the road. I always err on the side of caution when it comes to wheel bearings, leaf springs, and tires. You probably sense that from the episodes. That being said, we're going to move on to the next thing. I guess we can call this house cleaning. There's another thing that came up. I have said that I would never, ever buy a Forest River product. I own one now and I'd never buy one again. And I mean that. I never would. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't if you find the right deal. Now, this can be compared to like cars or trucks, let's say. There are some guys that will never, ever, ever buy a Ford truck. It doesn't matter. You could give it to them, a brand new one. They would say, no, I don't want it. It's a Ford. They are Chevy men or Dodge men, and that's all they'll ever buy. And then you have the vice versa. Someone could say, all I ever buy is a Ford. I'd never buy a Chevy. So that's how I am with the Forest River product. It doesn't mean that, you know, if you find one you like, it's in good shape, then I would say buy it. You know, one of the listeners, um, Steve, sent me an email and kind of brought that up. And I don't think he misunderstood me. I think he got it. Just that's my feeling of Forest River products. And as I recall, as we went through some of the trailers he was looking at buying, one of them had problems with the frame, and I think it was a Forest River. But nonetheless, he, you know, he brought that up, and I said, well, if it's in good shape and it's everything you want, then that's what you want to buy. You know, Sometimes you have to think about, if you're listening to what I say, apply a principle to it, you know, like Ford Chevy, you know, Forest River versus Fleetwood. You know, Just my experience with the Forest River, I would never buy one again, ever. But if you find one that's in good shape, then heck, buy it. Why not, right? Now, another thing here, I'm sorry I'm going on here, but it's just some little things that keep creeping up, and I'm cutting this way down. But COVID-19 is still going on, as we know, in the United States. The RV industry is, you know, I've been saying they're running out of parts. It just gets thinner and thinner. You got to remember, when I say they're running out of parts, warehouses have thousands of items in stock. Stores have thousands, you know, tens of twenties of items in stock. So it takes a while for the public to, you know, actually feel this, but the public is starting to feel it. And one thing that was brought into my attention about a, a uh, YouTube video I did, someone that has watched the video also put in a, in their comments box or the comment section there, 
about how an online retailer was selling that part. It's a $35 part, you know, the highest, you know, if someone was really trying to gouge, it'd be 40 bucks. But it's, let's say it's a $35 part and they had it online at $50, then $85 and $95. As of July 10th, it was $95. Now I didn't just take this for face value. I actually went to that website because they listed the name of the website in the YouTube video, the, the reply section. And I looked at it and the part was over $103. Now that's just flat out highway robbery. So if you are shopping at websites like that or stores, leave. Do not give them a dime, even if you're desperate for it. Do not support price gouging. It's, it'll make prices higher when this COVID-19 goes away because they're, hey, they were selling it for 103. We can get away with, you know, $75 now that COVID-19 is gone. So don't do it. Do not. Buy from websites that are overcharging. And you see that on Amazon and eBay as well. And I sell on both those platforms. But when I see something there, if I'm shopping, I'm very careful to look at the price because they have had stuff that's like a $100 item at $330 on Amazon. Price gouging. eBay's done the same thing. Now, they can't control all their sellers, but with their technology, they can certainly catch that stuff. They have the ability to do it. It's price gouging. Do not support that. Do not support that. Okay, so I'm pretty passionate about that because it just actually pisses me off. It's irritating when people take advantage of other people for no reason. I mean, well, not for no reason. That's crazy, right? It just shouldn't happen that way. People should not be taking advantage of anybody, especially in a desperate situation. It's like when hurricanes break out someplace and, you know, let's say in the Florida or wherever there's a hurricane. You always hear about these people down there selling generators for three times as much as what they, you know, what they cost or, you know, what they normally sell for, you know, bottles of water for $10. You know, it's just ridiculous. And people are desperate and they pay. Do not give in to this. Either shop someplace else or wait until the stores get back, you know, all their inventory back to normal and then buy those supplies. If you're uncertain about it, call me. I'll help you. Even if I don't have it, I can give you some direction on what that price should be, you know. And store prices are different than online prices, but don't get taken advantage of. Do not let it happen. All right, now let's get into episode number 73. I'm sorry about that. So power cords and adapters. This isn't a visual where you can see this. I have a pile of power cords sitting on my uh, desk right here. In, in the other room where I just did a video, I have more stuff over there. I actually have power cords and other little adapters and things. So it's, you're not going to get the visual. But every RV has a 50 amp and 30 amp power cord coming out of it. When you plug into the pedestal at the RV park, and, you know, let's just kind of focus on that pedestal, not a house. Some people have 30 and 50 amp outlets in their homes, but everybody knows what a pedestal to park is. Actually, on a TV show, I, I watched once in a while, they call it a pedestal, pedestal. So the pedestal will either be 30 or 50 amps. Sometimes it'll be 50, 30, and 15, but it doesn't matter if you have a 30 amp outlet or a 30 amp service on your RV, then you can only plug into the 30 amp outlet. You know, same thing with the 50. Now there's no RVs with a 15 amp outlet or 15 amp service for the most part. You know, there might be some van conversions, things like that, but most everything is in a regular RV is 30 amp or 50 amp. And the power cord coming out of your RV is going to have a male end on it that plugs into the female receptacle at the pedestal. And that's where a lot of confusion 
plays into this. People come into the store and they want to buy the wrong in. And, and I tell them, you know what? If this is on your RV, the power cord, this is the one you need here. And they insist that's that's the wrong one. And they end up buying the wrong one, then returning it the same day or the next day, you know, because they just thought I was wrong. And that's fine. You know, they, they I'm not, you know, who cares? I mean, that's not a big deal. But it's a, it's it, it chews up time, chews up your time, the guy in the store, you know, or you're online shopping, whatever it might be. So what I would recommend is just understand whether your RV has a 50 amp or 30 amp service and take a picture of the end of the power cord. It's going to either have three prongs on it or four prongs. The 30 amp is two prongs that are flat prongs or an angle. Then it has a center or a top prong that's around a 40 amp has three flat prongs and one round prong. Okay. So 30 amp, 50 amp. And from that, now you get that out of the way. You walk into the store here. I got a 30 amp outlet on my RV here or 30 amp cord. Here's the plug. I'm trying to adapt this to my generator. I'm trying to adapt this to 15, uh, 110 volts. Excuse me. I meant to say 15 amp, 110 volt. Kind of got it confused. But power cords, you know, if you're going into a, you're trying to plug into, let's say, an outlet at your house, that's just referred to as a 15 amp outlet. You know, you might have a 20 amp outlet, but it's referred to as a 15 amp outlet. Some people call it 110 volts, but it's still a 15 amp outlet. So 15 amp service. So you determine whether you have 50 amp or 30 amp, and that makes it easy, easy peasy. Now you'll be able to say, Hey, I would need to go from my 30 amp service. Here's a picture of my cord and I want to plug it into my generator. And here's a picture of the outlet on my generator. Pictures are worth a thousand words, right? And today with the everybody who has a phone that has a camera, just about everybody, take pictures. And I love it when guys come into the store or women, they, they have a camera, they pull it out. Man, they got pictures and got two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of them. And remember, pictures are free. It's not like the old days where you got to go get the film developed, right? So take as many pictures as you feel necessary. You know, if you, if one will do it, heck, two or three might really do it. If you're not sure, you know, bad lighting, whatever, take 10 pictures. That way everybody knows. Okay. Take a picture of the, your cord on your RV. Take a picture of the outlet in the generator. Heck, if you're at an RV park, take a picture of the outlet in the pedestal. If you're not sure, if you just want to make absolutely sure, cause you're not sure of yourself and all this stuff works, you know, and you walk into an RV store. No matter how they organize this stuff, it just is, it's like overwhelming at first. You have to kind of look through it and kind of narrow it down. You know, are you trying to just go from a 50 amp cord to a 50 amp pedestal? Are you trying to go from a 50 amp cord to a a four prong outlet on a generator and the cords will be kind of separated that way or the power adapters? I mean, they might have the twist lock type on the side of the RV, you know, the, just the cord coming out. So don't get overwhelmed with it. You got to just kind of look at it. You know, as I've said before, how do you need an elephant? One bite at a time. So just narrow it down and ask for help if you're not certain about it. These power adapters, what is so cool about them is you can take your RV and plug it into a 15 amp service, a 30 amp service, a 50 amp service. You can plug it into a generator, whether it has three prong or four prong. And some generators have a regular 30 amp three prong. Um, I should, when I say three prong, a lot of times I mean twist lock. I'm sorry. So with the generator has, you know, the three prong for a twist lock or four prong for a twist lock. 
you can plug into that. And then I might just have a three or four pronged typical RV outlet on it, the 30 or 50 amp outlet, and you can plug your cord directly into it without an adapter. That's what's cool with the adapters and with some generators, they allow you to kind of go with the, the twist type connections or the just push in type. And speaking of the twist lock type, now a lot of people buy RVs and they have, you know, the power cord that you, you unscrew the nut on the outside and it has a twist lock connector, it's three prong, four prong. Sometimes that power cord comes straight out, might have a yellow end, might have a red end, or it might have a 90 where it goes straight down the side of the RV. If you ever change, always go to the 90 degree. If you can visualize it, it is, plugs into the power cord or the, the outlet on the side of the RV. And rather than coming straight out and putting all the pressure on that outlet, it's a 90 degree and it goes down. It's just like water hoses. You can get that 90 degree hose saver rather than having the hose come out straight and it wants to kink. Well, this is the same as a power cord. It comes out and straight down. So it takes all the pressure off of that outlet or it takes a lot of it off. But if you buy an RV that way with the power cord on the outside and it's a twist lock type, you know, it has the black nut that screws on to hold it into place. Don't assume when you go to the RV store that you say you need to replace your power cord that they're going to know you have that. Always explain to it that I'm going from a 30-amp three-prong twist lock to a 30-amp, you know, female end. That's what I'm looking for. Or 50-amp three-prong to the 50-amp female end. It helps the guy understand it and it's going to speed things up and not get you confused or him confused. Sometimes it's like, you know, it's like a chalkboard. If all the, if everything that was being said was being put on a chalkboard, man, you'd have to stop sometimes when the other day I was talking to a customer and just got so confusing. It's like, well, let's just start over, man. You know, and if it was a chalkboard, I'd be erasing it. Okay. Let's start over. And I always try to show things, you know, very visual. You know, this is a 50 amp in. This is a 30 amp in. Is this what's on your RV? You know, you have to know what you have. But anyway, these cords, they're not that complex. Every RVer has to buy one. It's just trying to simplify it when you go to do it and understand what's happening. And it just makes life easier, you know? Isn't that what it's about, trying to make life easier? You bought an RV to relax, not to get all stressed out over the power cord. And so you might have a 30-amp service on your RV, and you're going to want to be able to plug into a couple different options. You might buy an adapter that takes you from 30-amp female to 50-amp male. Why would you do that? Well, if you went to an RV park and all they have for 50-amp outlets or the 30-amp outlet wasn't working for some reason, you can still plug your 30-amp cord into the 50-amp outlet on the box, and it's 100% safe. Even though it's four wires, there's only three wires in that cord, so you're not getting the 50 amps. You're only going to get 30 amps, so it's safe. Or let's say you, you know, you have a 30 amp service and they don't have a 30 amp service on the box and you'd have to use the 50 amp or they don't have a 30, 50. Maybe it's some, you know, park out in the middle of nowhere and all they have is a regular 15 amp outlet, just like you have in your home. Then you want to have an adapter to plug into that. So you might have three adapters, you know, for plugging into different parks, different situations. You know, you can't go wrong with that. You know, you're going to be looking at. 12 to $15 per adapter. The the 30 to 50, maybe you don't want to buy that right away, but a 30 to 15, you know, definitely want to have. And then of course your power cord has a 30 amp on it. So you'd be able to plug right into the 30 amp, but so you need two adapters. I said three, but two adapters. And the same thing with, if you have a 50 amp service, you might have to plug into a 30 amp service. You go to a park that doesn't have 50 amp service. So you're going to want to plug into the 30 amp outlet. 
Now, that's not going to give you 50 amps. It's going to give you 30 amps. So you won't be able to run two air conditioners. You'll only be able to run one if you have two airs on your RV. And, of course, you can get a 50-amp to 15-amp adapter as well to plug into that 15-amp outlet if there's no 50 and 30 available. That's, you know, basically two adapters, whether you have 50-amp or 30-amp service. I would just buy them both. You have them. You're covered no matter where you go. All right. I just hear some creaking noise in my chair. I think when I move, I'm going to buy a new chair. I've had the same chair forever, man. I just love it. It's the best chair, but it's super noisy. I can't move when I do a podcast because I got this microphone that'll pick up a butterfly flapping its wing in South Africa, right? <laughs> Definitely picks up everything in the room. So I got to be careful here. Like I got all these power cords. I don't want to touch them because they all make noise, you know, even when I pick up a piece of paper. But anyway. And then you can take all, or also take your, your power cord and go from 30 amp or 50 amp to your generator. And your generator is going to have a three prong twist lock, four prong twist lock, or you'll be able to plug your cord right into it, depending on the generator and what accessories it has or how, how RV friendly it is, I guess is what I should say. There's, you know, it sounds like there's a lot of adapters and it makes it confusing. And like I said, you go into the store, you're going to see a lot, but really just narrow it down to what you're trying to do. And if you go to the store and, you know, you're trying to explain to the guy, just focus on the pedestal first and then talk to him. Okay, now I've got to be able to plug into a pedestal, you know, adapt from 30 amp to 15 and 30 to 50. Now I want to be able to plug into a generator. And here's my, here's the generator. Here's the pictures. And he's going to say, okay, you need this one. You need that one. So take one thing at a time. Don't get them confused. Don't get yourself confused because it's easy to look at these things and start, you know, your mind is swimming in 30 amp, 50 amp, male, female. It gets pretty crazy, at least in my mind, you know. That's the basics here. And then, of course, you can get extension cords, replacement power cords. If you have a 30 amp or 50 amp twist lock on the side of your RV and your power cord gets stolen, you lose it someplace. You can replace the power cord. It'll plug right in and everything works just fine. If your power cord is hardwired in, let's say it's a 30 amp power cord, you know, nobody, I shouldn't say nobody, people don't really carry RV stores aren't that excited about carrying a 30 amp power cord without one end on it. They're just going to sell you an extension cord and you just cut off the mail end. you're not going to need that if yours is hardwired in. So don't, you know, you don't necessarily have to look for one that's missing the mail end. All you want is one with both and just cut one end off. That's pretty common. In fact, I've seen it where the power cords without the mail end on it are actually more money than with the mail end on it. That's telling me that it's more expensive to pull it out of the assembly line process than to just let it go through. That's probably the case, and that's probably why. The power cords are replaceable. You can get extension cords in 30-amp, 50-amp, different sizes. I know, you know, 30 amps coming 15, 25, and 50 feet. Depending on the brand, it might be, you know, 15, 20, and 30. You know, it, it just depends. 50 amp comes in different lengths too. 50 amp cords get real heavy and expensive. So if you can avoid using a 50 amp extension cord, if you're never really going to need the 50 amps, and you might just buy a, a 30 amp extension cord with an adapter because they're lighter and less money. And those things get heavy and they get bulky as well. And another thing about these power cords and adapters, they do not adapt to anything but the RV type connections. So if you have a dryer outlet at home, you're not going to be able to go out and buy an adapter to plug your RV into your dryer outlet. 
Or if you have a, a three-prong welding outlet, you're not going to be able to buy an adapter that's going to plug into that. It just isn't going to happen. The RV cords are RV. And there's not any interchange there. And even some electricians, and I'm sorry for electrician, you know, even some electricians are wiring up, let's say, a home. They put an outlet in it. And they tell the guy, okay, this is just a dryer outlet, but you can just go down to the RV store and get an adapter to go from your RV to dryer. No problem. It's not a big deal. You pay the guy. He's gone. You go down to the RV store and they're going, we don't have one of those. There's no such thing. You could make something, but you can't just buy it. So either you're going to make something because maybe you spent, you know, spent a lot of money paying to have that outlet put in, or you're going to have the electrician come back and say, I need you to put in a 30 amp female receptacle in that outlet rather than the dryer one, you know, or 50 amp, you need a 50 amp service. Make sure your electricians and you both are on the same page. You know, I just had a guy in the store the other day. He's trying to explain this cord to me and it just, he had one in his hand and it was so confusing what he was trying to do. And I just, do you have pictures? And we finally ironed it out and his electrician wired everything residential for, you know, these adapters that he does not have that you can't get for RV. He's going to have to do things, have things redone. And he was a little annoyed, but it wasn't my fault. And his electrician, you know, told him, this is what I have on my truck. So this is what I could do. Shame on the electrician. He should have just gone to the store and got the right stuff. You know, and the customer shouldn't, he didn't know any better, but the electrician should have. This isn't a slam against electricians. So if you're an electrician, you know, it's not against you. If you're listening to the show, more than likely, you know what's going on and you're doing it right. And you're taking care of the RV customers because you're an RVer already because you're listening to the show. So you understand the difference. It's sometimes other people who are outside of the RV world, they don't get it. This is basically the <laughs> what's what of RV plugs and or cords and adapters. And I do have a link in the podcast episode on RadioArizonaRV.com to the YouTube video I did. It's a little more visual. Well, heck, it's a lot more visual. And you'll be able to see it more hands-on. And I think it'll clear it up for you. And I don't think there's any reason to have, you know, all these pictures and images on a website someplace because you can see it all in an RV store. And a lot of times, these are the types of things. Yeah, you can save a few bucks online. But, you know, this is the thing where you walk into a store you can talk to somebody, get customer service. You know, customer service is something that's going away. You can't get it online at too many websites anymore. Amazon, eBay, forget it. I've I've gone to other RV websites, you know, looking for stuff that I can't get and find it online, go to a website, and they don't even have phone numbers. Or they have a phone number, you listen to all the stuff, you go through the prompts, and they tell you, okay, now go back to our website and go to, you know, the contact us page and contact us through email, you know, and typing stuff out. There's always something gets lost in the, in the communication there. So it's always best to just talk to somebody. And so on these little $12 items and some of these adapters do get up to 50, 60 bucks, but it's so much easier going to a store and finding the one you need and just getting it locally. And, you know, if you want to buy it online, I'm, I'm not discouraging that. I'm just saying it's, sometimes it's easier. You can see what the store has. And that's why I don't think I need to have pictures on the website, you know, where you're explaining all this. The video should do it. This should help. But when you go to a store, you know, just 
rely on the help of the guy there, walk in with your camera, show him some pictures. Again, check out the website, RadioArizonaRV.com, and this episode is number 73, and there will be a link to the YouTube video. I want to thank everybody for listening today. Another nice show, great episode, good good subject matter. And, hey, I want to thank everybody, too, for that sends me emails with suggestions and even ideas for um, – you know, stuff they're working on, like trying to help them or episode, you know, ideas for episodes on what they're working on. And, you know, I've had someone send me a email, wanted to help them kind of, well, work a joint project with doing um, video while they restore an RV. It's just not going to work out right now because of my circumstances, but she was willing to do it. I hope her project's going well. I haven't heard from her, but I'm sure it is. She had a deadline she had to meet and I wasn't going to be able to help her with that. But anyway, keep the emails coming. Call me if you have questions, you know, ever how you want to communicate, email, phone calls. And keep listening to the show and share it with others. And again, this is episode number 73, RV Cords and Adapters. And this is Eric Stark with Radio Arizona RV. And thank you for listening.